I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's on the Opie and Anthony show on XM Satellite Radio. Please welcome Jim Norton. Please welcome back to the program, Jim Norton. Jim Norton, everybody. Let him in. Jesse Ventura. Don't put Van words in my mouth, please. I'm you right. You've done it to me. me. You did don't. it to me. You said I don't believe in the Constitution. Bye, guys. Bye, Jess. Governor. Bye. You always just sulk and walk away. Why? Bye, tough guy. Bye, tough guy. <laughs> thanks for your service to our company. You're welcome. Thanks for touching me with your stupid riffraff from Rocky Horror hairdo. <laughs> You're bigger than me and stronger than me. So what? Jim Norton's ghost story. I felt like I was in a nightmare. I heard somebody saying, My mouth is drunk. Ozzy Osbourne. How are you? Seems like so much Yeah, Jimmy lost a lot of weight. Just going to the gym. Just going to the gym and eating better. <laughs> Please give it up for the dirty, disgusting, depraved, little peeled turtle with AIDS, Mr. Jim Norton. They called him a genius. Ted Bundy was a genius. He acted as his own attorney. They executed him. He sucked as a lawyer. You're not a genius. He couldn't have done worse. If he had hired an orangutan to represent him, and it just in its own hand, and mushed it in the face of the jury, it would have gotten the same sentence Ted got making an effort. Jim and Sam, two of the biggest stars on Sirius Radio, they'll give us a great evaluation of this bar. Why didn't you eat this? It just didn't taste fresh. There she is, Nancy Grace. Thank you for having Hello. me. Hello. Welcome to Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. You don't like that, and you don't like the way I do it, then don't watch it. I, I like the uh, I like what the answer you Oops. just gave. I think our time is up. Bye-bye. Uh, take care. You can leave if you want. No way, we're not going to kill ourselves after the interview. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor and please welcome Jim Norton. Robert De Niro spanked my bare ass. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. Welcome back. Parkinson Spiegel, David Haw sitting in for the guys today. Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score is time to go out to our guest hotline, which is sponsored by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. That is where we find comedian Jim Norton. Good afternoon, Jim. How are you doing? Hey, man. How are you? I, I, I got to be honest. I typically hate listening to like a promo clip of myself because I, I get really embarrassed and uncomfortable. That was the best one I've ever heard. Like that one I actually really enjoyed. Normally when they play promo clips, I cringe. That was so great. So thank you for putting that together. Well, that was put together by Chris Tannehill, who was a big fan of yours. So you just made his weekend month year tanny yeah. what do you think that was high praise yeah year for sure but it's a low bar for the year but thank you jim i appreciate it so thanks jim for doing man be, that was really yeah thanks jim you'll be you'll be in town performing at the city winery september 10th two shows and um uh, appreciate you joining us this, this afternoon um how do you like coming to chicago 
You know, it's like uh, it's one of the few cities that's aesthetically pleasing as well. Like most cities you get in and you get out as fast as you can. Uh, like I'm going to Detroit the night after, which is okay. But, I mean, I could literally just drive through Detroit and do my act out the window if I was allowed to. Chicago is a place I would actually rather stay for a couple of days. How do people typically introduce you if you were so struck by what uh, Chris Tannehill put together? Is it usually less complete, less flattering? What What did you like most? I, I liked it because it was just pretty quick and good moments as opposed to a long bit. Like a lot of think, uh, stations will play like a bit. And I, I, I hate listening to myself do material. I just can't stomach it. You know, I just, I get, I just like, oh, I get humiliated. So the fact that it was all quick hits, you know, this one, that one, this one, that one, I didn't have enough time to get uncomfortable. I think that's what it was. It was edited really well. And they were all pretty good moments in my career. So I was just very, very happy to pick the ones we picked. Is a pandemic the ideal time for comedy or not? I mean, there's nothing that is probably off limits, I would imagine, but... Or is there? You know, the pandemic, I, I went 15 months without doing a set. Like, I didn't perform for 15 months. Uh, the pandemic was really good for me to get fat uh, because that's all I did was I just sat in the house and ate like a pig for 15 months. So, no, I, I mean, the crowds have been great since I've been back on stage because I think they're just happy to be out of the house. Like, they were more sensitive before the pandemic. And I think now people are at a point where, like, we're just glad we're not sitting alone in the house staring at a zoom screen um so yeah the crowds have been great since i've been coming out and i've done one live weekend so far and it was uh really one of the better weekends i've had in the last couple of years so when you watch you how how big of a sports fan are you typically and and who did you grow up liking who do you keep following you know we are trying to incorporate some sort of sports in this conversation a little bit at least well i'll be honest i started i don't watch as much as i used to i watch a lot of uh ufc because I co-host the UFC podcast. So I watch a lot of UFC. And it's like the only sport that I actually enjoy anymore. Um, I'll watch baseball um, or football. If a team I like is winning, I'll watch. Uh, and it's funny how people get pissed off at me for that. They're like, you're bandwagon. I'm like, yeah, yes, I am. Um, I, don't, I don't watch teams when they're terrible. I just, it's too much of a waste of time. And it's too heartbreaking. And it's too frustrating. Um, and I, I've just given too many angry emotions to sports teams. So I don't watch as much as I used to. Yankees, uh, if I am, um, of course, watching baseball. Um, I became a Cowboy fan as a kid uh, because everybody hated them. Uh, Super Bowl thirteen was my first Cowboy uh, memory, and they lost to Pittsburgh. But my whole family hated Dallas, so I just rooted for them because everybody else hated them. You will be coming into Chicago September 10th, and that will be a weekend at the City Winery, two shows. You'll be here for a weekend where the Bears are about to open, the White Sox will be in first place, and the Cubs will be commiserating over another lost season. Do you use any sort of that <laughs> vulnerability among sports fans in a city to kind of take advantage of or to use during your, during your act? No. Actually, when, when, when there's a lot of sports stuff going on, it's great because then I have something else to blame if I don't sell a lot of tickets. <laughs> there's nothing worse than going into a, you're going to a city and there's nothing happening and it's, the room is half sold. But, hey, if the White Sox are playing, the Cubs are playing, something else is going on, I have something to blame. Um, you know, and I tend to do well. It's funny. Places like that have that whole thing, like Boston. Boston is one of my best cities, but they had for, for, for you know, decades and decades and decades so many horrible, crushing sports losses 
But I think that they do become more cynical and fun audiences because you're not going to upset them because they're used to having their hearts broken every year. So they just have a, I guess, a, a higher bar for pain. So, yeah, I tend to do much better in those cities. Talking with comedian Jim Norton here on Parkins and Spiegel, David Haw in for the guys today. And, Jim, coming in, we heard some podcast clips of interviews. I think one was from Nancy Grace, and I'm sure there have been other contentious moments. When you think back to you interviewing somebody else and obnoxious responses or difficult guests, who besides the Nancy Grace clip comes to mind? You know, I would say that Jesse and Nancy were the two roughest. Uh, we've had a couple of, like I had a weird little uncomfortable moments with uh, Jeffrey Tambor, but it wasn't an aggressive, angry thing. Uh, we had a weird interview with Paris Hilton years ago, but again, it wasn't an aggressive thing like it was with Jesse Ventura. It was just uncomfortable. But um, like I'm a sap dude. Like I want the guest to feel good, and I really have to be angry to snap at a guest. Like Buzz Aldrin was rude to me on more than one occasion, but he's Buzz Aldrin. So I'm like, all right, he's right. You know, I, he, you know, if he's rude to me, I'll take it because he's <laughs> Buzz Aldrin. Um, I've contributed very little to, to mankind. Uh, but yeah, I asked him a question about traveling. Like, cause he was writing a book about uh, uh, traveling to Mars. And so I said, well, Buzz, what type of psychological testing would you have to go through? And he goes, uh, ah, let's not dilly dally. I've got to get to CNN. And I'm like, all right, I just wanted to ask you a question about your stupid book. But that was about as awkward as it got with Buzz Aldrin. I just kind of I swallowed that one, which was not easy. So before you were on, I was sort of romantically paying tribute to football. I love the sport of football, and I could talk about it all day and interview guests about it. And, and what's your favorite this or that? When you look at UFC, I don't – how far back does – I mean, how do you romanticize that sport? What do you like about that sport to talk about it and to break it down? <clears throat> Well, I mean, the, the thing about UFC that's so great is there's always so many interesting fighters in so many different weight classes, and UFC seems to find a way to make the fights that you want to happen happen. And they have an ability like where, like, you know, Ronda Rousey is gone. John Jones has gone a while without fighting. Connor is fighting infrequently, and yet they're still thriving, even though some of their biggest stars uh, either leave or fight infrequently because they give you the fights you want. And I guess I'm sure you've interviewed a lot of athletes, too. And out of all the athletes I've interviewed, um, the, U the UFC guys are the nicest guys. So I, I wind up – that's how I kind of really got into watching them is I really love who they are. And I love Dana because he's very genuine uh, as opposed to a lot of other – you know, you look like Robert Kraft uh, or, or – or, uh, oh, Goodell. I'm sorry, Goodell, Roger Goodell. Like nobody likes Roger Goodell. Uh, because people think that he's like just not really a straight shooter. But you look at Dana and people are like, well, he tells you what he thinks, whether you like it or not. People respect that. I mean, he's a character, and they respect the fact that you're going to get exactly the unfiltered version of him. So I think that's what people kind of look yeah. forward to hearing when he's interviewed. Uh, uh, who's that, Dana? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like Dana will go on after a main event and go, well, that fight sucked. Like He says what people are, are thinking, and he's not afraid of – upsetting anybody because you know if he says a fight was great or he's psyched about something you know he's genuine um but yeah i love the fighters man and, and there's been so many amazing uh fights i've watched and it's the most excited i've ever been uh which probably uh, and women's mma actually i think the best walkouts i've ever seen is probably ronda the most intense walkout when ronda was fighting misha tate and uh one of the most exciting moments i've ever had was watching uh, amanda nunez 
beat uh, a, a cyborg. So, I mean, I, women in MMA has probably given me some of the biggest moments of watching UFC. Our guys have a couple questions for you, Jim, because they're big fans as well. And sure. Uh, I'm sure they want to know everything about you coming to Chicago. September 10th, two shows at the City Winery as well. Yeah, Jim. Hi, it's Chris again. You know, I was at, uh, at the, hey, I was at the improv last night. Tim Dillon was there. He was awesome. But I was thinking about this in the context of you coming on. I, it was my first show I've been to in a year and a half, obviously, with the shutdown. But I feel like now more than ever, people, this is an odd first question, but stop in mind. Why are people so quick to, to jump up and make the show about themselves in the audience? I don't know if you've experienced that and, you know, being back out on the road here early on, but is it just that the, the time that we live in here or just that people can't wait to just stand up and yell something out and make it about themselves? It's, it's really annoying, and I, I hope you don't deal with that. A uh, great crowd at City Winery, obviously, but what is it about uh, people nowadays that, that makes them do that? Dude, people are self-centered asses. Like, you know the guy who runs naked across the football field? That's a heckler in a comedy club. Or the guy who runs across a baseball field and slides into second and security drags him off? That's a heckler in a comedy club. It's notice me. Um, I feel empty just sitting here watching, so I want to somehow make a, an impact in this room. But, yeah, you get it once in a while. I would rather get yelled at than just have some bachelorette party yapping in the corner. Because then you tell them to shut up and like, what? We're just laughing. When they're not just laughing, they're talking and, you know, sharing penis straws and making a, a ruckus. So I would much rather have somebody yell at me than talk. Does that happen often? You know, in, in the comedy cellar in New York, it will happen a lot of times because you have such a cross-section of people. A lot of them are tourists. They're excited to be there. Um, most of my crowds are there to see me, so I don't get really yelled at much. But, uh, you know, if it happens, you have to deal with it because the audience is watching you. It's almost like a hockey fight where, you know, if one guy, you know, shoves another guy up against the glass, he has to respond. Or, you know, the people are going to lose respect for him and go, wow, that guy just took that. Well, that's kind of how it is in, in stand-up is if somebody yells at you and you don't do anything, they just lose respect for you because you've taken the abuse. Last one for me, you know, Joe Rogan has said that the, the old O&A format, you guys do it now on Jim and Sam, where it's just comedians, you know, around breaking balls in the studio, that, that you know, he was inspired by that format. And now you see it basically on every podcast and a lot of radio shows doing it. Do you ever take a step back and be like, you know, uh, just kind of be amazed that you guys started that whole thing? And, and what are some of like your favorite memories, whether it's, you know, being with, with Patrice or Bobby Kelly or Voss, like when you think about those moments and you think about where podcasting and stuff like that is headed you ever realize like hey we were we had a, a huge part in all that you know i do feel good like and joe joe has said that like and especially about anthony going out and doing his thing at home um that that inspired him and i a part of me is like i'm extremely flattered to have just been in that circle and then a part of me is like wow am i stupid i could have started something else back then i made a hundred million like joe um, and some of the fun, Rogan, uh, the baby bird thing we did when Joe was there, I mean, Bill Burr was in the studio, Joe was there. We had the, with a, with a competitive eater, Pat from Munaki drank all that eggnog and threw up on one of our interns. That's one of our most famous, uh, clips. Um, you know, there's been a million, uh, you know, the guests coming through there and, uh, the times of Patrice just breaking down movies because Patrice was a genius, but he had lousy, really awful taste in films. So telling him how much a movie sucked that he loved and trying to convince him and turn him around on something. Uh, those were some of my favorite moments because Patrice never admitted when he was wrong unless it came to a film and you could logically show him why it sucked. 
Jim Norton, the comedian, he is going to be coming to Chicago City Winery Friday, September 10th. Two shows, 7 o'clock, 10 o'clock, citywinery.com. Get your tickets now. He will be there, and you can stand up and heckle him if you want, but now you know how he will react to that. Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, if you can, come out to the show. Thanks a lot. Great stuff. Jim Norton, the comedian, joining us here on Parkins and Spiegel. What do you think, Tanya? That's pretty high praise. Uh, you have to be – you come down from that high yet, uh, his, his nice little compliment? No, that's, that's, that's one of the favorite ones here. We kind of make a, a bit out of it, you know, what guests will say after they're, they're open that I produce for them. Bill Walton certainly up there. and you know, uh, But, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Pretty good way to end the week there. Thanks for letting me jump in at the end there because uh, I'm a big fan. But, yeah, that was pretty cool. Thanks for jumping in at the end there. I had exhausted all sort of uh, questions for a, for a Jim Norton. Nice guy. Pretty uh, pretty raw comedy. And he, again, yeah. City Winery, September 10th. Two shows, 7 and 10 o'clock, citywinery.com for more details. We this, will wrap I, things up when we come back. Parkins and Spiegel, David Haw in for the guys. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 